0: New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Welcome to another edition of WFAN Daily with your host, Sal Licata. Please down, download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Championship Monday the worst sports day of the year. As much as I love wild card weekend, as much as I love division around, as much as I love championship Sunday, when that all comes to an end, late Sunday night, and you wake up Monday morning realizing, even though our teams with the Jets and Giants long gone, you wake up Monday morning realizing, oh, shit, there's only one football game left. Football season is essentially over. Now we have two weeks, two weeks until we see another football game, and it is a glorified exhibition that's going to be about everything else. It's about the boxes and about the anthem and about Taylor Swift and about your family coming over and what dip to make and who's bringing what. That's what this is about now. The actual football fans, the real football fans, our season ended on Sunday night, that was a great championship Sunday, and you know you had two competitive games, fun to watch, and we could get into some of the decisions and whatever, whatever went on. You know, Lamar Jackson spitting a bit and Dan Campbell, but ultimately, as a fan, you have the build-up of the chaos that the regular season is: week one through eighteen, all the games from one o'clock till ten o'clock at night on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday, London games, all of that stuff. Leading up to the wild card round, which is nonstop, a great wild card weekend. Super, in fact, super wild card weekend, divisional round. Then it starts to dwindle down a little bit. Well, you know, you have three games left, but two of them the greatest football games of the year in the championship weekend. And now we got nothing. One game left. Now, the good news is, good news is that we have two football, te- uh, two baseball teams, football teams, two baseball teams in this town that should be. And we know the Yankees are trying for a World Series. The Mets should be somewhat competitive, and we're excited to turn our attention to that in a couple of months. But football, oh, it's over, and this is depressing. I love fall Sundays. I love football season. And now we've got the worst sports month ahead in February, where really nothing is going on. Pitchers and catchers will report, but after the Super Bowl, is down period. Anyway, we look forward to the Super Bowl. We'll have more on that, obviously, next week as we get closer to the game. Chiefs and 49ers, a rematch of what happened in 2020. But it's just depressing to know that there's one football game left, and it's not until two weeks from now. Now, as for the Lions from yesterday with Dan Campbell, we've talked about this you know, throughout the course of the day with BT on the show. I think Dan Campbell made a bad decision his first attempt at going for it on fourth down in the third quarter where the Lions had an opportunity to go up 17 points. But I thought his decision to go for it again in lieu of tying the game with a field goal attempt I thought that was the right decision. What happens is, not that we need to get into the weeds of breaking down the game because it's now by the time you listen to this, you know, almost twenty-four hours old. But I think the philosophy of a lot of these young coaches, and that's what we're seeing being hired now around the NFL, where you're getting guys that aren't experienced, they aren't, you know, they're, they're learning as they go, and they're coaching a game that has evolved to a point where, at times, decisions are made that seem to be. Reckless, if not flat out, foolish. I give Dan Campbell credit for being his way, aggressive, the bravado, the chest out, this is what we do, fourth and short, I trust my guys, put them in a position to make a play, sure. However, and that mentality's fine in today's game, again, I'm more conservative, I'd rather go the Bill Belichick way, take the points, play the game out, let the other team beat themselves, too many things could happen. That would be the way that I would go. But I do understand the aggression in the evolved game of the NFL. However, circumstance dictates certain decisions. And you can't just be bullheaded like Campbell or others. We referenced the Atlanta Falcons doing it when they blew the 28-3 lead late third quarter in the Super Bowl a few years back because their M.O. was we we, we put the foot on the gas. That's how we play all the way. But, yeah, the circumstance dictated differently, just like it did yesterday with Dan Campbell. If you have an opportunity to kick a field goal, even though you're aggressive – You kick a field goal and you go up three scores. You change the game. Or actually, at that point, you don't change the game. You continue the game that you've been dominating. You put the three points up there, assuming you make the field goal, take it off, play it out again. You're starting from scratch with a 17-point lead midway through the third quarter. As opposed to going for it, flipping the momentum if you don't get it, and having the Niners being able to take advantage of it immediately with only a two-score game, which quickly turned into a one-score game, which then on the ensuing play, a fumble from Gibbs turned into a you know after the Niners then put it in a touch put another touchdown after the fumble turned into a tie game, and the lead evaporated just like that. And you knew the Lions were dead team walking. So those decisions, to me, are not based off of the results, which is why, meaning I'm not saying it's a bad decision because the result didn't go right. I'm saying it's a bad decision because the game at that time, the way it was playing in favor of the Lions, a lot would have to go wrong for the Lions to lose that game. And because Campbell didn't take the conservative safer route, he expedited the process for the Niners to get back into it, which is exactly what happens. The game circumstance should dictate whether you are aggressive or not. And when you're up, about to go up three scores, that is the aggressive move. The aggressive move there is not – the stupid move is to be overly aggressive and try to go for the kill and get the first down. Not even a touchdown, but a first down to extend the drive. But the aggressive move would have been to take the three points and go up three scores. Think about that. Seven minutes or so to go in the third quarter up three scores – They'd have to score three times and stop you three times just to get even in the span of a quarter and a half. A lot would have had to go wrong. Unfortunately, Campbell made the mistake, and now Lions fans are going to regret it. Now, look, I mean, Reynolds dropping the balls. That's a big issue, too, for the Lions. Gibbs with the fumble. Ultimately, the players didn't make enough plays. Goff with a bad throw on one of the fourth downs. Ultimately, the players didn't make enough plays and the defense didn't do their job keeping the Niners out of the end zone. I mean, the Niners were able to, you know, have that onslaught in the fourth quarter or the third quarter there. Um, you know, and on uh, in that second half of the game, ultimately, it's on the players. However, when you have that type of lead, you've better manage that game properly, and Dan Campbell did not do that. The other part of yesterday, and it sucks for Lions fans because you know, I feel like we always root for underdogs. A lot of the, a lot of fans root for underdogs, unless you're a Niners fan, of course, or for some reason hate the Lions. But your fans root for the underdogs. It would have been a great story to see that team finally get over the hump, a dream season, get to the Super Bowl, and take on the Chiefs. Anyway, it didn't happen. And at the other end of it, you know, we know about Mahomes' greatness already and still a long way to go. And I don't want to hear about the, oh, the first six years from Mahomes is comparable, uh, comparable to Brady. Yeah, well... Brady's career is not based off of the first six years. It's based off of its entirety. How about the last six or the last ten? That's what Mahomes has to do. Brady's already done it. Can Mahomes do it? You could project forward and say, if this, if that. Well, Brady already did it. There is no ifs. He's got seven Super Bowl wins. Mahomes, as great as he is, has two. He'll be looking for his third two weeks from Sunday or a week from Sunday. But the story, the main story from that one is Lamar Jackson because the drop-off in performance, the drop-off in performance from where Lamar was from the regular season to where he was in the postseason is a major problem. And he's a guy that I watch with my own eyes. We've seen it for years where he can take over a game, a season, and there isn't anything anybody can do about it. He's that good that when he's on, like he was against the Niners on Christmas, Christmas night, you know, Niners' best team in the world, Uh, Ravens playing well. Lamar Jackson was the X-factor in that game. When he is going, and and by the way, I guarantee you the Niners are glad that they're facing the Chiefs and not the Ravens because of that. When Lamar is on, he can't be stopped. And I don't understand how you could see that drop off from an, an MVP season again for Lamar, fully healthy, Number one seed. They already won a playoff game to get to the championship game. Home game, of course. And you scored 10 points in the game. And he really didn't do anything. He made horrible decisions, throwing in a triple coverage. Wasn't running with the football when the opportunity was there. Maybe trying to do too much. It makes me think that he's thinking too much. Hearing the critics, oh, Lamar can't beat you through the air. Trying to prove a point. Just go out there and play your game because you're the best at it. Lamar Jackson, individually, the most impactful football player in the world based on individual performance, what he does better than anybody else. And there are some great individual performance and the way they impact the game. Lamar's the best, better than Mahomes even. But it can't be the drop off from regular season to postseason like we've seen and be considered an all-time great. He's the greatest running quarterback the sport has ever seen. But he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks, period, the sport has ever seen, if not for the postseason issues. And I've now seen too much to think that it's going to change anytime soon. Mahomes continues his dominance. You still have Josh Allen, who's at the top of his game. Burrow coming back. C.J. Stroud. You have Harbaugh now in San Diego with Herbert. That would make me think they're going to be more of a threat. All the signs are pointing to this was Lamar's best shot, and he didn't get it done, I don't think Lamar is ever going to get to a Super Bowl. And that sucks because he is an exciting player, a great player. You you feel for him, you know, he's emotional in the game afterward. But that's the big story there. You know, these teams had an opportunity this year in the AFC. The Bills, the Ravens, and others. They had an opportunity with a lesser than Chiefs team, meaning they have not been as dominant as years past. Now they're different. Good defense, they can run the football better. But they were more vulnerable this year than any year before. And Burrow's been out for the year. So now you're losing one of the better teams in the Bengals and Burrow. The window was open. Bills failed to take advantage of it. And Lamar and the Ravens failed as well. It hurts. But you know what? If you're a sports fan, if you're a fan of the Ravens, fan of the Lions, it hurts. But you, you take it for what it is. Great season getting the championship game and you come back at them next year. As for the Jets and Giants, we could only wish that either of these two teams will be playing on championship weekend next year. All right, that does it for us. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of WFAN Daily. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.